podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hill and that's my creaky chair. <laughs> Sitting next to me is um, producer, guest booker and this week engineer, yeah, Josh I'm... Sidekick. Let me, hold, let me finish. Sidekick, Sidekick Josh Landy. For the first time ever you are doing everything. This, literally there couldn't be anything more you could do apart from being the two guests as well. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time in six years of doing this for you I'm also being sound engineer. So if the sound is horrific tonight... We I thoroughly apologise, but I'm going to do my absolute best in the absence of a sound engineer. Yeah, I think you're already doing a great job. I mean, I have no idea what it's going to sound like, but I'm happy. So far, so good. Yeah. We are joined by um, glorious returnee Billy Lunn Yay. of the Subway's fame. Hello, hello. So good Welcome to be back. Welcome back. You Thank used to be you. Very semi-regular. Yeah. Then one yeah. week you got drunk. Yeah. Then really you, drunk. you bowed out. It was fine. I was fine <laughs> That genuinely is the most memorable appearance yeah. ever on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If it were, yeah. People still, people still invoke it. Yeah. Was it I'm with like, Ben? Oh, bless you. It was you. with Ben. Ben remembers it well. Yeah. yeah. Ben, ben, ben. Well, Dave, uh, Ben's dog was there as well. Yeah. Colin, Colin. Colin. Yeah. Colin the dog. Wow that you remember Colin. Ben Winston. I remember very little about that night. Never mind Ben's dog's name. Ben was furious. Yeah, Ben Winston, formerly of this parish, now basically one of the most successful men in Hollywood. He, he is, is. Yeah, <laughs> I was over in Los Angeles uh, a couple of years ago actually, and I saw the a big picture of uh, uh, James Corden, and I tweeted it, and yeah. Ben sent me a message like, "Why didn't you let me know? I want to oh, yeah, take nice. me around the studio. Nice. I really should have played that card." I keep a record of when everyone has come on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Billy last came on September 2016. Wow. I mean, Cole Jenkins has made more appearances <laughs> in the last two years. That's brilliant. It's glorious to have you back, and you are now a season ticket holder which is I a am. step up yeah yeah, yeah. where so are you happy. seated where's your seat i'm uh upper uh north west so yeah upper northwest okay yeah. uh, i can't remember the block exactly <laughs> that's to need to remember the block that's <laughs> fine um, but i'm waiting until next season when i can go downstairs oh, okay. to oh, north quite bank. high up yeah I, it- yeah i am co- i'm sort of Luckily, I'm on the corner, so you're not as high as if you're, like, right, right on, yes, on the Yes, the north. really high bits are really yeah, high. They're yeah, they're nosebleed territory. Yeah. And we should also say, I should also say, you're also the composer of possibly the greatest podcast theme tune in history that's, of the Pilot TV podcast. That's so kind of you. Yes. We, available every Monday... With me and my pals from Empire Magazine, it's the, it's obviously the world's greatest uh, TV review podcast. <laughs> it is. Two, 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 wrote the theme tune. Two Josh. minutes, twenty six seconds until you plugged something else. I'm so I'm plugging, <laughs> like Billy's, I'm plugging Billy's brilliant theme tune. Thank you so much. No, but that's an incredible thing to do. What an honour for, for Billy to compose his own tune, theme tune. I'll be honest. It was just it was just a real opportunity for me to indulge myself in using my Roland 808. I was uh, just loving it. A whole studio go day. Roland, go for a Roland 808. Yes. And we have our new guest to the show, Chris Godfrey, who Hi. is, let me, hello, who is, uh, I'm Brian Thinking, a proper journalist. <laughs> you work for The Guardian, no nice. less, and you're commissioning editor of the G2 section of yeah. The Guardian. Blimey. 
Thank you. And Arsenal football season ticket holder as well. And an Arsenal season ticket holder of two years. I was on the waiting list for 11 years. Uh, Arsenal... 11? Hold on. 11 years. That's a long... I was on the waiting list for about seven years at one yeah, point. It 11. Was the, it was the first thing I did with... Uh, I got When I was 16, I got a job at Woolworths. And mm. I think the first thing I did with my paycheck was put my name down for two Arsenal season tickets. And I've just been checking up every year, Brilliant. every summer ever since. And so, it took us dropping into Europa League for mm. me to get my hands on a pair. So, so it took late period, late Wenger period late Vega period yeah, yeah. For you silver to... linings though <laughs> yeah <laughs> and where do you sit where's your thing uh, I'm in block 100 which is north upper um, I was last season I was one row from the back probably as far back in the Emirates oh, as you wow, can get yeah. um, but they've sort of moved me clo- a little bit closer me and my brother moved us uh, yeah so about sort of 22 row 22 oh, okay that's, uh, that's so we're creeping point. forwards yeah. Um, yeah. yeah and I saw the other day that you were very good because you had a spare ticket and you put on Twitter or somewhere or, or yeah. Instagram maybe both because I follow you on Facebook <laughs> to, uh, for anyone to join you to the next which is yeah. very uh, did you, I mean it could have been a lunatic uh, was it, was it? Like, <laughs> it was a colleague Hannah who'd actually not been oh, to a football okay. match before in the oh, end fine. but um, fine yeah, I just didn't want to leave the seat empty, of course. No, because people do. Yeah. Although it was quite full in, in, in yesterday, with goodness on Monday. It was quite full against the Wolves, I was, I was pleased yeah. about. Um, so we should start with that game, I guess. Um, a huge blow after, because we played so brilliantly against Liverpool, I thought that was like one of our best, if not the best, performance of the season. Um, and then suddenly we were like, just completely, it was like they didn't, didn't know each other, the, the players, and <laughs> never met each other before. And what was really annoying for me was, I, as I tweeted, I thought it was the best lineup you could possibly have, considering who was fit. Um, and you yeah, jinxed they, it. I jinxed That's it. I totally did, jinxed boy. it. Yeah, <laughs> I blame myself. How bad was it? And does, it, is, does this mean, you know, that the harbingers of doom, like Josh, think they're right, that, you know, we've we'll we got carried that. away, and that, um, be careful what you wish for, etc. Or, or, or is it just, and Wolves are also really good. Billy. Yeah, they are good. And, you know, they've got some real quality players. Like, I put a lot of those players in my fantasy football team at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. I was being quite hopeful. But um, I think I'm being very very philosophical about how we're doing at the moment. Um, I'm sort of taking the wins as a real bonus and I'm taking the draws okay. And the losses I'm sort of just trying to ignore and put to the back of my mind because I always expected this season to be a little shaky anyway, yeah. you know. And uh, seasons have been much worse under new managers, particularly at some of the bigger clubs like Man U uh, when David Moyes first took over. So I'm... I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm Good. sort of I'm sort of riding the wave and going with the flow. Um and I I think it's it's quite a good sign that Already after, I mean, how many games are we in now? Twelve. Twelve. So you can only really tell about ten games where how the season's going to go. So I think it's looking good. You know, mm. we are going to take some hits, and we played a Europa game, um, which was awful as well. Yeah, that was extraordinarily bad. Were you there? Were you there for that? Uh, game? I wasn't. Oh, okay. No, oh, I was, yeah. I, luckily I wasn't there. And yeah. it's, um, I think I'm quite lucky in that uh, I'm called. I'm kind of. I'm kind of in a slump with my uni work at the moment, so I use oh, that as okay. an excuse not to go, and I'm really pleased. Do you I know use... what? You could have taken your uni work there. <laughs> you could have probably written, and it would have been more exciting and interesting than the game. Billy was just telling us about his 10,000-word dissertation. Yeah. I would rather have sat yeah. and read every word of it. <laughs> <laughs> James it Joyce. was dreadful. Yeah. I'm actually doing Tristan Shandy, but Tristram yeah, yeah like Tristan Tristram Shandy's Shandy. the reason James Joyce right. ended up writing yeah. the way he did. Tristan so, Shandy, yeah. more fun than Arsenal versus Lisbon. <laughs> we, we <laughs> that, one, that was the one where you offered your game. Your, yeah, your, yes. yeah. Oh, you must was, have felt bad, because yeah. you had someone for I the first I was, time. Yeah, I just kept apologising to her. Um, but it was it was a pretty shambolic performance, really yeah. disjointed. Um, reminded me a lot of sort of 
the how we played in the Europa League last season. To be honest with you, as well. Mm. Uh, yes. Yeah, I had a. Well, we had a lovely fish supper. Oh yeah, well, that's more important. How important was the fish it, supper? The fish supper you were talking that up. Yeah, the fish <laughs> supper was brilliant. Derma, Derma booked a, a great restaurant um, in, High, in Highbury, which is this fish restaurant that I've forgotten the name of already. I will. I should, I'll look it up in a minute. They anyway, obviously didn't pay you to plug it. Or you didn't, no, no, no. It was all about board. It was all about board. We all paid. You know, it was. It wasn't necessarily cheap. Anyway, it was. But it was brilliant. The, the fish was delicious. But it did take. They kind of were serving it like course by course. And if I was the main perpetrator, I had a lovely bit of fish because everyone was doing. It was like a sharing thing. It was like tapa, fish okay. tapas. But I insisted on having my own. Bit of soul. Did you oh, get to the game? Of, you're not yeah. one of those, are you, boy? I am one of those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, dude. Anyway, to cut a long story short, it meant that we were late. We were 15 minutes late for the match, which even by us, we were always late, but pretty much. Did you get tatted at as you came in? No, because there's a, there's a, a new. A no, because everyone's late. late. Everyone's late, <laughs> and the guys sitting next to me were fine about it. It was only the Europa League. But then, but we were all saying, you know, the fish was the highlight of the night by far because yeah. the match was so yeah. terrible. And it was almost like. The disjointed performance, as you say, in the in Europe, was like we we took that on in the league game. Like, well, well let's yeah. be disjointed in the league as well. What, do you, Chris? What do you think was the what was, what was the problem again in that game against Wolves? Was it was it just them being really good? Was it, you know? What was I think it? I think it was a mix of. I, I think it was sort of our typically slow starts are back. Um, Emery still needs to to try and sort that one out and work out what's going on there. Um, coupled with the fact that they they really benefited from that early goal. Because um, it, allowed, it allowed them just to stay tight, sit back, and yeah. they gave sort of an, an excellent performance defensively. They were not giving our players any time on the ball at all. Um, and yeah, the, the, the early goal really just allowed them to sit back and basically uh, just sort of have us tap the ball around the edge of the, the edge of their area for a lot of game, a lot of the game, and not really do much with it. So mm. yeah, it just felt like we weren't really there attacking wise which was a great shame because as you said that it looked like the sort of best attacking lineup we could field um even with even if we had everyone fit i mean that's probably the team you would mm. pick i think so our first half it's weird isn't it this is becoming like we said this about four weeks ago how well, weird it is about the first half being shit every single week but now it's become well chris bizarre. said our, our bad first halves are back i think they only briefly went one game when we came out yeah. fighting it's not like we're in the league we still haven't been in the league in a premier league game after after yeah. 12 games which is extraordinary if you look at the, the teams we played um I think Wolves had a very clear idea of where they were going to get success and they ultimately yeah. got it, which was down our left-hand side. Mm-hmm. I think Aubameyang is, is a lot of things, but there is a, you know, an expectation maybe his tracking back isn't going to do as much. Um, Kalasinac, I actually thought Xhaka was more at fault for the goal yeah, in the was, way that ball was. Totally Kalasinac got a lot of yeah. stick initially, but I think actually Xhaka didn't react and then it's it nipped off him and it's difficult for him to track the runner, Cavalero, who goes on to score. But Kalasinac's confidence just seemed to be completely sapped. I mean, it's unusual to get a full-back subbed off uh, in a way and that was that became the tactical change for the yeah. second half and it, and it needed to be and, and touch with do you know what Emery give him credit because every time he seems to make substitutions they have an Im- they have an impact a number of but points, it was actually points it won't be subbed first though wasn't it it, it won't be, be subbed at half first, time and then we then had was, yeah. and then I think we really started to push on yeah. and I thought eventually the we cl- probably got just about what we deserved the Kalashnik thing he, either way he, he did have a terrible game but like, yeah. I can't work out whether he's just not fit enough yet or defensively I mean, he's never never been a strong player has he? He's like, he likes marauding forward. he seemed unlike everyone else he gets the Liverpool game they, they managed to attack and then go back into position brilliantly but he seems to not even have any concept of getting back into position as far as I There's can make something that. of the Andre Santos about him, isn't there? <laughs> oh my God. There's, he's, Don't he's invoke quite, that name. He's quite chunky. <laughs> he's chunky, um, yeah. And which I think, uh, which, work, which serves him well when he's sort of surging forward. But, um, you know, I, I, it's really weird because 
for a really long time, we've we've seen under Arsene Wenger as great as, as he is. And I have to concede that, Josh, you know, I understand that I can't say a bad word against him. And I probably wouldn't because every time I see a picture of him now, my heart breaks and I think of my mum who absolutely adores him. Oh, which uh, is your mum looks like him. <laughs> she does a little bit. <laughs> okay. No. Um, but I, you know, I, there was a period when we'd play terribly in the first half and then play just as terribly in the second half. And it's nice to see that there's something happening in the second half yeah. rather than maybe, what was it, like no plan B oh, coming around. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's really... This is, we were back to the whole pattern of the season so until Liverpool was taking ages to get together in the first half. And then he would fix it somehow he would like make half time substitution or at least you know 10 minutes in the second half and he, that that is so the, the downside was the terrible first half yeah but the total plus side was fixing and again he kind of almost like I thought we were as you say we were definitely better with Iwobi off and Gwendouzi on and that was I think what, what he seemed to do was push um, or bang out up front with um, with um, Lacazette which I just don't I think that has to be the way doesn't he, he has, that has yeah. to be, surely the two of them up front together Essentially, has to be the way forward, and that changed it. And then, as you say, when um, when Kalashnikov went off, we were even better, and we definitely could have won the game. Like we were as bad as we were for long stretches, we still could have won it in the end, couldn't we? But, but it felt like the, the victory that the youth feel could have come is what sort of happened in the earlier part of the season, particularly against West Ham. You know, yeah. Didn't deserve it, and we we got lucky. So I think you know, fair's fair. I think if you if you look at the you know overall performance, we you know we we got what we deserved. It was certainly impressive to see that you know we were willing to go gung ho. And actually, I, I, I can't decide if I liked what we did in the last few minutes after we'd scored, which was push and push and push. But Traore, is, it, it, he's known as basically being the quick guy. It, we were a bit naive leaving it twice he was, that he was like, you know, was, basically one-on-one one or yeah. two-on-one. Yeah. I mean, he, Holding looked scared. I mean, yeah. poor guy. He's probably still recovering from having to catch him. I'll go and mention that because there was the whole thing about um, the extra time, wasn't there? Because so it was weird that there was... That was so strange. So, only five. Yeah. Only yeah, five. Was, and that, and, but the, the guy put up the board while player was still being treated and that treatment yeah. had been going on for at least yeah, two, three minutes. Three for about two three minutes yeah. 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 Alan yeah. Alvin a regular podcaster was furious about the whole thing and said that it, got, it just has to bring in some kind of technical way that they can you know, we can all see how much. So much like, there has to be a way of doing that, doesn't it? But yeah. it was weird how. But then I was like, I was be careful what you wish for in terms of having more time in that game for them yeah. to score. For, yeah. As you said, Triore yeah. to terrorise our defence because he. We had some Wolves fans behind us and they were going on and on and on throughout the whole game about how fast he is. Did they and arrive like, on time? They arrive on time. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> were not really nice yeah, fish so down in so That's how fast they are. Yeah, I couldn't really have a go at them because they were there on time um, and they were going on and on about bringing him on. And, and, and sure enough, he was unbelievably quick, wasn't yeah. he? I was kind of scared. Like, yeah, I think um, I think you're right in saying that that the the stoppage time was could have really could have gone either way. Um, obviously, I think we probably wanted more time because you know we're playing at home. We probably would have thought that we would have scored, but they had the best chances, right. and, and yeah, Leno really kept us in the game yeah. there. And Leno, he was brilliant, wasn't he? That was yeah. definitely his best performance, though. I, mean, part, sure. I guess partly because he had a lot to do. <laughs> yeah. But his shot stopping was great, and his distribution. Was Did great. he get man of the match? I think he did. Probably. Yeah, well, either either, either Arsenal him Arsenal or Torreira on the Arsenal side. Yeah. yeah. Surely it must have been one of their players. Especially well. after, I think, there were some question marks because of what happened against Liverpool and I think he didn't shine in, in their goal that James Milner scored. So yeah. for him to come back and, and be so strong, um, ultimately, at least get Arsenal something from the game, 
Look, if it, for him now to be dropped for Petr Cech, you think you have to make some massive clangers. It's not going to happen, Josh. You keep no, going I, about look, it. I, you, I, you want Cech to play. It's not no, going to happen. You think I want Cech to play because he was like the Arsene Wenger goalkeeper. I don't. I just said I was surprised. My gut was because he started Petr Cech at the beginning of the season that he would pursue with that if Cech didn't make some big mm. errors. I don't think he did. Uh, but now Leno's got the got the shirt. You, you can't see that changing. But Leno is so much better at distribution, isn't he? I, like For me, he was... I, I actually... You know, they were kind of playing it around quite a lot from the back. And there was a few moments where I would have been scared if that was Czech doing it. Yeah, I've not... been pretty scared about Czech. Yeah. I mean, he's he seemed really, you know, like he's lacking in confidence. And there have been some moments where he's almost scored own goals. Right, and yeah. it, you know, yeah, yeah. It's so I, I think maybe giving Leno a chance to shine, which luckily he's sort of stepped forward and, and, and really taken mm-hmm. those chances. And I'd be... I I, th- I think you know playing Czech in in the League Cup games or uh, Europa is just the way to go for the meantime. Especially considering his age, you know you you can't really rely on Peter Czech too much now. Uh, he's getting into his latter years, and you it, it's around the time when you really want to start introducing people of like Leno's age anyway. Yeah, definitely. Um, as, future, as part yeah. of the squad, yeah. yeah. Do you think? Do I, I'll talk a bit about Wolves a minute. They have had they drew against City and against Manchester United. United. And they have been, I mean, they are, incre- you know, even though they're kind of 11th, I think, but they definitely, they seem to raise their game. Well, they got their five teams. Portuguese internationals in their team, yeah. including the goalkeeper, you know, and it's a very proper side. I mean, they, they weren't expected to struggle this year. No. Um, I think they're about even money to be in the top 10, top 11. It would, you know, that's an Alan Alga kind of thing, but certainly where they are in the table at the moment is, you know, likely a reflection mm-hmm. of where they'll be at the end of the season. And, you know, they played a good brand of football when they, they tried. Um, and, uh, you know, for a neutral, and I, I actually had a, a couple of friends from abroad who, who came to the game yesterday, for, for a neutral point of view, they put on a, you know, a great show mm. that was, you know, made for a great game. Um, and yeah, I mean, even though, you, you know, they've got young English players, Gibbs White, who came on, yeah. and there's a lot of hype about him in the yeah. same way, one of the under-17 World Cup winners. Um, and the future's fairly bright. I mean, they'll be an established Premier League team next year. So, I, but I wonder whether our players slightly underestimated them. I think so. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think I certainly underestimated them. I turned up that match thinking that you know we're at home. It's against yeah. a newly promoted side, albeit one with you know some serious money behind them from the looks of things, or at least a sort of serious agent behind them. Um, but yeah, I was really expecting um, at least a much better performance, one where you know I thought we'd at least look like taking three points, not dropping them. So I think we probably did underestimate them. Yeah. Um, and it's the first game I think where it it felt like maybe Emery didn't do his homework. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that, maybe that's not fair. But um, or if he did, he didn't get through to the players. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, I think so. And uh, you know, down the left, they had so much fun against Abamyang and Kalasnach, which we've already touched on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just it felt like it took him a long time to to correct that. And mm. while we were talking earlier about how it's great that we've got a manager who's willing to make changes, it does feel like at, at the moment we've also got a manager who's perhaps not setting his team up right at the start. It's sort of the other way of looking at that. But um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think he's still I think he's still learning learning about the players a bit more. So yeah. and I think that will come with time. And you know, I yeah. think yeah. Just talk about some specific players. Like so, last week, um, you know, uh, Ozil like a couple of weeks ago had a brilliant game. Who's it against? Had that brilliant Leicester. game. Leicester. Thank you, thank you. Then I felt like he kind of was all right last week. And then this, I just thought, you know, the Wolves fans were like going, "Is he even playing?" You know, yeah. they were really taking the piss. And I don't. I'm not. It's I, don't, I hate singling players out, but. 
it's definitely like someone else tweeted today about you know comparing him to um, Man City players, you know, who kind of week in week out they're skillful players week in week out, yeah, produce the goods. And he is, he plays one good game in every four, I would say. He does tend he? to sort of he he sort of slips away into yeah. the shadows, and I feel like Özil plays his best when he, he's almost got the stadium up against him and the pressure's on, yeah, and maybe. then he has to prove himself. And I think that there's. I mean, you can see it, and it, 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 there's been a lot of talk over the last couple of seasons about his body language and how it mm. sort of reflects his mental attitude and that he doesn't work. And then the next game, you'll see him sprinting from um, from f- from forward position and defending. Um, and I'm starting to really think now that m- maybe we should just be on his back all the time so that he pulls his <laughs> finger out. Yeah, but, I don't know. Do you, do, you, oh, do you think it would be unfair? I mean, I, I, part of me feels that... Um, like we've been waiting. He, he, if he's not, if he has the exact group of players around him, the exact formation that he wants, then he's good. But, he, but I feel against um, Wolves, they kind of did. That he had all the best players, you yeah. know, around surrounding him. The formation, at least to start with, you know, he was he should have he could have been. I mean, I guess the Wolves players was were did, did dispossess him quite a lot. But I just I don't know. I just it's frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you would have thought that that is the sort of game where, where he would thrive, really. Um, we had a lot of the ball. Uh, we're playing at home, which we know he loves. Um, and, yeah, we, we you would have thought that would be a game where you'd see him getting some great through balls in or just making stuff happen. But I, I can't remember a single thing he did. No, exactly. Same. Of, of, same yeah, yeah, it was yeah. A, he was really anonymous performance. Yeah. And, unfortunately, they are a bit too common for a player who's... You know, meant to be the, the, the well, the captain now and, and the talisman. And he was substituted. Yeah. Um, fairly. Then, did you get into what Alan Alga said today that he, apparently he didn't look after the, um, the, 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 the little guy, the little boy at oh, the beginning? That. Do you see it? Yeah. The, well, he uh, was in his role as captain. In his role as captain. <laughs> yeah. Like he let, he well, the let, mascot. The mascot. He let the mascot. That's the word I was looking for, mascot. I couldn't remember. So I could say little boy. He didn't look after the little boy. <laughs> Sounds bad. Which oh, boy? Which which boy? Yeah. Just a random little boy. <laughs> the mascot. He had his mascot. Apparently, he let him wander off and Ozil didn't yeah. look after him and some photographer had to take care but of the whole situation I thought that was really funny and I mean I'm not making a big deal of it but semi-revealing no but he kind of he does sometimes appear to be absent-minded yeah like or, or he drifts off and it's yeah. almost like sometimes he, it, during games he kind of blacks out and goes into <laughs> autopilot <laughs> like, and then he suddenly comes to yeah. uh, and decides to play but yeah. I you know yeah. funny you know, when you said you didn't remember anything he did the one thing I was right in front of us actually was, was someone passed the ball and he just literally bounced off him and went out of play like, <laughs> like, like a blackout like he was suddenly just yeah. not paying attention it's weird isn't it I don't yeah. what, what do we think of a Wobie yesterday because there was yeah. a you know some comments on, it was on social media that it was like this is the Awobi that we we're a little bit more used to um, um, I, I don't know. I kind of felt for him. It, 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 you know, he, he is still probably our... He's probably our quickest runner with the ball. So I think the, there's probably still a role for him. And he's still very positive going forward. I thought he had a bit of an off night. But I still have been so impressed with him overall this season. I think it's too easy to sort of write him off after sort of one slightly disappointing game. Um, but look, I mean, look, for a lot of these players have been in and out now, haven't they? Because we've yeah. had the Carabao Cup and then we've had a Europa League. But interesting as we sort of head to December and once the Europa League's out of the way, you know, there will be that run of sort of five just Premier League games, six Premier League games in a row. And I, I think Iwobi's done enough to probably that he'll be in the team for most of that. It did feel like the Iwobi of, of last year a bit, didn't he? Like he was running around and then the final ball was, was not great. But then that's the same for all of that. It was a yeah. tough day for it, everyone. The whole game felt like a sort of late Arsene Wenger era game with yeah. the sort of 
tapping of the ball around the edge of the area, oh, gosh, not doing yeah. too much with it, no penetration. And Xhaka, we've got to mention Xhaka. So last again, last week, everyone, all the all the hipsters were going, oh yeah, we've all known all along. Xhaka's been this amazing midfield. I saw your tweet about oh, that. That was God. great. <laughs> yeah, he's just not. Yeah, I mean, I, with my own eyes, I've been seeing his mediocrity. And I know it's it's incredible thing that all, both managers pick him every every single, single week. week. I which don't fight. I mean, who know? What, you know, who knows what the other options are, but. As far as I'm concerned, he's just a mediocre. He has been he a mediocre player in midfield, and he was in, he had his best game last week of great. But then he was totally back to normal this week, and as you say, was was responsible for one of the goals. Just and again, it's not a case of singling him out. I just feel, I just feel like he wouldn't he wouldn't get a chance in any of our rivals. You can't see him even be getting near to playing for like even Spurs or City or Liverpool. Or yeah, I, I feel like his flair shows when he's sort of further up the pitch I mean if you get him behind the halfway line he's going to get two yellow cards he's going to make a fumble Always and he's going to lose possession yeah. so um, I'd like to keep him sort of drifting around the area and, and making some of those absolutely astounding shots that he, he does for Switzerland yeah but yeah yeah, yeah he's Chris, funny where, where, where well, do you stand on Jack? I think I, I feel like him and Mustafi are very similar in that I think there's a good midfielder and a good defender in both of them and actually when they have good games they're, they're great players and they're really good to have in the team but both of them it always feels like there's a mistake or two mm. if you're Mustafi um, in them and I, I you know we've it's been what two seasons now two and a half seasons almost um, and they're still you know making game changing mistakes which we get punished for and, and that the mistake Shaka made yesterday by uh, prior to the goal that that you know, ruin the game plan for us. I feel Josh's got some stats. I did, I, yeah, this I'm in a, a couple of Arsenal WhatsApp groups, and I'm sure we all are. Um, <laughs> and, and this sort of graphic was going around earlier, which shows sort of you know various stats from the last year under Arsene Wenger, 17, 18 against so far in the Premier League under under Unai Emery, and um, the expected goals per game that we scored, we we were expected to score under Wenger was 1.8 against only 1.4 this season under Emery um, and I thought another one that was interesting was shots face per game was only 10.1 under under Wenger but it's already been 12.2 um, under Emery and there are a few other stats which you know Wait, for you're those... leaving out hold on you're leaving out the much more important stats so we've conceded fewer goals per game and we've scored more goals per game so in, in comparison to the expected we're actually in okay. actual real life look I, I, just I grant you I have left some stuff out <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting <laughs> that's the first stat is that the goal Okay, with 2.3 versus Look, there's 1. others 9. here that are very passes per game in the opposition half 371 under Arsenal just 280 under Emery and yeah, conceded more effective per under game, Emery conceded per game 1.34 under uh, Wenger just 1.27 under Emery but to be honest that's a whole season you know we've actually had easier games you know on average I think than we've got left do you think we've got you know, incredibly mm. tough away games left only Chelsea is a tough away game that we've played so far so I, I think that it's okay. just interesting things to take for us did you see the tweet that we put out from the Arsenal podcast Podcast earlier today, you were tagged in it. So was I, uh, I know you me. get a lot was of interaction. Was it the poll? Yeah, it <laughs> was, was the poll. poll. Okay. So the poll was asking um, that under Unai Emery about the sort of improvement that we we have or haven't made, um, and it said. Um, Ahead of our recording, what improvement, if any, have we made on the pitch under Emery? We're worse, got 3%, no improvement, 6%, slightly better, 59%, and significantly better, 32%. So I think most fair. people think slightly better. I think that's what we've we've largely felt, haven't, haven't you, wouldn't yeah. you say, Boyd? Oh, definitely, yeah. I, mean, I think it's, it's if, you, if you, you know, forgetting the, the, the previous game, the game that we played um, against Wolves, players like Iwobi... Um, and holding are absolutely notably better, aren't they? Mm. As far as I'm concerned, the two big and the, the bite Torreira alone, 
is you know the Torreira for me, and he was I thought he was as you say he was our man of the match apart from maybe the goalkeeper mm. against Wolves. He was running around, he was like tidying up after Xhaka. Xhaka would let you know, yeah, just lose the ball, and Torreira would run in and get it. He's a real joy to watch. He's Torreira, such a joy. He, so... he never leaves the ball. He never loses the ball. No, yeah. but also yeah. if he tries to him. get the ball, it's incredible. He's the way yeah. his, his little niggly way of getting. He also gets a lot of fouls as well. People fouling him, which is great. He's got this kind of way of getting in there, like just biting away at their ankles, and they end up fouling him. He's little, isn't he? Yeah. So he's got a low centre yeah. of gravity. He can, he I can love sort it. of make these unnoticeable little yeah. digs, which yeah. is great. So I just so. think on, on him alone, like we're much better than you know. He's a much better purchase in the midfield, isn't he? Than than yeah. I think, I think I think we I think slightly better is fair. I think regardless of what the stats, sort of expected stats or um, whatever, despite what they say, I, I think from what we've seen, we're clearly a more um, sort of cohesive unit. We seem to be tactically a little bit better than we were last season, and sure, we can't. Still can't defend as well as we should be for a, uh, a team that's supposedly challenging for a Champions League place. But um, I think you know we can all see just from watching the games that you know Wolves, not counting Wolves or the Sporting game, we've we've generally improved. I yeah. think. Yeah. I think we're really missing Nacho Monreal yes. as well. Gotcha. I mean, yeah. I, gotcha. for the for the couple of games just before he got injured, I for me he was the player on the pitch. I mean, he mm. was a real real artist yeah in some and, of those matches and so much of the sort of Emery's attacking threat seems to come down the the flanks so yeah. when we've got you know Kolasinac or you know we played Shaka there or whatever and it, you know we're going to lose something from 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 not having our, our first choice fullback there mm, yeah especially when the non-defensive replacement isn't isn't so great um we should have a quick break and we'll come back and talk more about Arsenal why don't we talk about Arsenal yeah after the break <laughs> Footballistically Arsenal is lubricated by Watney's Pale Ale. Watney's Pale Ale, the Footballistically Arsenal Beer of the Month. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. And we're back from the break. Um... On Josh's ex- excellent menu that you've written today, can I go on. can I second that? Yeah, it's a brilliant, it's a really brilliant good menu. Very I'm not sure it is. <laughs> no, no, no. In the old days, when I when we started this, it was much more thorough. Well, it's more concise. Billy, well, last yeah. time Billy was on, it was probably about four pages. But now down to one. It's full of base. Go on. No, I I don't think it's full of um, anything overly insightful. I mean, we should talk about Danny Welbeck, maybe. Right, yeah, 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 was that you going to get to? A game you've written in the in your notes. A game Welbeck would surely have been given the last twenty minutes, and yes, he but, would. Well, what struck me is you're looking at our bench. Not much. There's great players on our bench, and I want to talk about Ramsey because I think he's going to come into the side pretty soon. But striking wise, Enketia, I mean that, and and like he really hasn't been given an opportunity. Mm. There was actually a sad moment in the Europa League game on Thursday night. I thought, well, do you know what? This game is going nowhere. At least give Eddie a chance. Yeah, and he was on the bench, ready to come on. And then Lichsteiner pulled up with an injury, yeah. and they had to tactically and Eddie, you know, looked gutted because yeah, he was genuinely sad. on the touchline, you know, shirt shirt off and everything yeah. ready to play. Um, so yeah, it would have been a Welbeck game, and you know, Welbeck has got five goals, I think, this season. Has got, an, you know, would have had an opportunity, and might have just been an option because it is interesting now if he continues to play Lacazette and Aubameyang, and I wonder whether we've seen that Aubameyang is much more effective on the bench, and whether he will return to the bench sort of for the Bournemouth game after the international break. But with you know, with no Welbeck now, it's it's just so sad, and I I wonder maybe we've seen Welbeck for the last time ever uh, oh, as an God. Arsenal player. 
his deal's up at the end of the season the yeah. club have made no comment I think the longer there's no comment the worse it is I mean I, you know I say no news is good news but w- when you've got an injury like that I saw a couple of medical professionals saying he'll you know if it's you know particularly bad it's you know career threatening so you know you've got what, seven months out. of the season <laughs> left that was the seat. It's a fear. Sorry, that was the seat. <laughs> that was seat. a very loud Definitely the seat. Seat, <laughs> seat noise. Last time he's drunk, today he's making a source of noise. It was definitely the seat. No, I swear. the seats are making very loud, Billy, yeah. Okay. I don't know, it was just so sad, wasn't it, with Welbeck? Um, I hope it's not the end of you know his, his career at Arsenal, but... I you think we're gonna, it's going to be a signifier to what kind of manager Emery's going to be and how he handles the Welbeck situation as well, where he's going to be someone who sort of invests in a player like Danny Welbeck and looks after him for, for Welbeck's sake, or he's going to just cut his losses and go, do you know what, we're going to move on and, and replace. Well, there's got to be a theory. If, if they were going to give him a new deal, it's likely it would have been done by now. Is that, you know... Is- probably a fair you know analysis of a situation it hasn't been as vocal as the Ramsey situation where it seems very clear he is definitely leaving the club I don't under Wenger Cazorla got a deal for a year when it was clear he wasn't going to play football yeah. um, so I don't know it would be interesting with Welbeck what I think is the bigger discussion now is does that mean he forces his hand to go and buy mm. in January and if he buys in yeah. January is Ramsey the obvious make weight potentially in a, in a deal elsewhere so, but you just said that you thought the Ramsey is going to play more often it, but I, I don't why? Why do you think that? I mean, he's not like he's, he's not like he's shown. Any I think there's been something missing in the midfield the last couple of games that he, he, it, it seemed like. Ramsey, well, anyway, well, he went for Ramsey as the option for you know the creative option to sort of come on and you know in games where there's been you know a lack of it in you know mm. last month. I think there's been enough there from Ramsey. I, maybe I mean, if he was on a four-year deal and there was nothing around his future, I can't help but think he would have been more. Involved, I, I, it's difficult, isn't it? When but you have you to left, rely on a starting player to. Who would you leave out if you're going to bring Ramsey? And who would you play? Who would you? Replace? Well, I mean, the, in in one way, you'd, you'd wonder about Xhaka, but he seems undroppable. Yeah. Um, who would you? Who would you what's your so I wonder Ramsey? if Ramsey could play as one of the front three, even though it's not yeah. popular. If Aubameyang does return to the bench, maybe he's done all right as a winger, Ramsey. Yeah, cutting inside on the right hand side, he's done okay. Even yeah, though he, okay, he does yeah. have to use his left. But, you know, maybe switching with Ozil. Yeah, well, I mean, he was playing in the, in the number 10 role for the first part of the season, wasn't he? And I don't, think, I don't know how good he was, actually. Oh, I didn't think that worked. No. I think Ramsey's such a, such a strange player. He's sort of like, one of, like an old-school box-to-box player is where, when he's really at his best. But just Emery's not really set up for that. I think he likes the, assur- the assurance he gets with having Shaka and Torreira. Um, yeah. So I don't, I'm really not sure about Ramsey. I don't think he'll come into the... I, I mean, you know, without any more injuries, I, I can't see him starting much beyond sort of the odd Europa game yeah, or League same, Cup. Yeah. But, um, I agree. Do you think, as Josh's point about, you know, Bamiyang being more effective coming off, is, isn't it this... Do you, would you rather he didn't start with him or would you rather he tries to work out a way of playing him and Lacazette together? I liked how we were set up in the second half against Wolves when mm. it was almost a sort of 4-4-2 almost. Yeah, it was. So you had the, the, two, the two boys up top and then sort of a diamond with Ozil behind and then... Uh, Gwenduzi, uh, Shaka, and Torreira. I quite like that, and I'd actually really, really like to see that deployed from from the off. Yeah, so would I. Yeah. I think you know this I season like we can four, afford to. Yeah, yeah four, we've four, been waiting yeah. a good ten years for four four two. Yeah, to come back. I, I we, have we been calling this for a while. <laughs> we all want it. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it's weird, isn't it? How and he himself, because the manager himself, a couple of weeks ago, he said, "Oh, you know, he's quite in favour of it, but doesn't seem, seems very reluctant." As everyone is. I mean, everyone yeah. in the world of football is reluctant to play for football. But I think <laughs> he's. I think he's sort of juggling a load of things at the moment. Mm. As it's not just the squad; it's sort of the impression he's trying to make as he sort of works his way into the you know managerial position of the club. Yeah. Um, if he starts really messing with the with the formation, how much is that? then going to affect the game and any sense of negativity mm. and his situation as feeling a part of Arsenal. Um, but, I'm, I, you know, after the last stagnant uh, stagnant couple of performances, I'm all for that sort of shake-up now. Yeah. And I th- oh, sorry, I was just going to say, I, th- I, think we, uh, I think we can afford Emery a bit of time to sort of experiment with formations. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is the season to do that, really, um, just to sort of work out who he wants to keep because a lot of these players I, I get the impression probably aren't Emery players they probably don't play no. the style of football that he wants them to play so I think we can afford to give him you know I wouldn't be too upset if he played a you know 4-4-2 four, 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 in the next match and it, it didn't work out and we, we dropped points so be it you know the, this is the season to try that out yeah give it a go yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, was almost, it was a bit like a 4 um, 4 3 wasn't it yeah because he still had Ozil Kind of, yeah. I mean, that's, it's kind of incorporating Ursula again is part of the issue, isn't it? Because he's not naturally in a four-four-two, is he? Really? Like, no, got, yeah. He's sort of you know out I mean? of position. Not, he either, like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I think I feel that's partly why it'd be why. too he, deep if he was. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially at the moment, as we don't seem to have any wingers either. No. Um, so maybe that's that's a, a formation which you know. That, that, that will work best for the yeah. personnel we have. You've mm. also quite rightly mentioned in the menu, Josh, the Reese Nelson. Yeah, who's interesting. Who is dazzling. Um, on his loan move. Well, yeah. I, what's I think the situation? Can we get him back? Do you know? We, we can. Yeah, I, I did uh, do minimal research for this podcast, but inclu- <laughs> included in that minimal research was finding out. And, and actually, one of the journalists um, after the game asked the, oh, okay. the question about Emery, and he he said, "You know, we're monitoring the the situation." So I think there is the option to bring him back in January um, if they want. And Reese Nelson, I think, was asked a similar question about this and said, "You know, he's enjoying his time as you expect playing in Germany." Um, and he'd love to, you know, make a return and, and have a role in the Arsenal first team, whether that be in a couple of months or at the, you know, at the end of a season, looking to next season. So you just wonder with the Welbeck injury whether that, you know, has got to enhance the op- the opportunity. So I suspect in January it's got to be possible yeah. because you know it's it's the Bundesliga. It's not a, a you know a, a particularly low level league that oh, we'll worry about someone having an impact. Yeah. So to to go and score, you know, off the bench. I think he's on something like a goal every fifty one minutes of action in the Bundesliga. That's crazy. It is, yeah. it's <laughs> extraordinary. They're not bad goals either. It's like yeah. some yeah. Real, it's been good some yeah. and some real good goals in there. The, the thing that's obviously you know good, just going back to the um, opportunity for giving Emery more time and opportunity to work out formations and players. The fact that we are through at least you know at the one good thing about the Lisbon game was that we got the point. We've qualified. Obviously, we need to go on and win the group for a, a better draw later in the in the Europa League now is a chance to really play youngsters yeah. and give players a break and, and have opportunities because you know we've spoken about it before haven't we how how, how strong the lineups have been for the Carabao Cup how long, how strong they've been for Europa League so I'm excited for that because there's been all this you know stop start and for some reason the Thursday Sunday thing always seems to be more problematic than yeah. a Champions League Tuesday Wednesday into a weekend so um 
you know, it's a great opportunity. But for Reese Nelson, I hope, um, I hope if he continues that form, that he does come back. Because if there's an opportunity to Arsenal to benefit, then great. And we've been so used to Arsenal players going out on loan. And there's few and far between success stories, really, where some someone's come back and had a you know a huge impact on the team. Obviously, Carl Jenkson had some time out of Birmingham and is now back around our great team back against Lisbon. <laughs> um, but there's, there's not too many examples. So yeah, would you do you think he'll come back? I just hope so. I just want it. Yeah, I, just, I mean, I'd get him back now. I mean, it's not you know. I think it's necessary, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I yeah, think I it's think totally necessary. Before the the Danny Welbeck injury, I would have said we should do everything we can to keep him out there. A good season. Um, you know, finish this good season that he's having, but I think the, the Welbeck injuries sped that yeah. up a bit. The thing that was interesting, obviously, before he went on that loan, he signed a three-year deal. Yeah. So there's obviously a long-term view on him, and there was genuine belief that he could become an Arsenal first-team player. So, you know, if it, if it comes a few months earlier than they thought, then uh, then fantastic. I guess what you don't want to do is bring him back, and you know, he has a very bit part role where you know he's getting game time in Germany. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he probably wouldn't get as much game time, would he, if he's back here? But still, yeah, you, know. you kind of wonder if bringing him back and giving him the odd sort of sporadic game is is going to hamper the development he's clearly showing yeah. in playing so regularly. And you think, well, okay, uh, is it, it? Are we sort of stunting his development then, um, for the sake of just filling a spot on on the bench? Um, but I suppose that's something that you have to sort of decide when yeah. it comes to the crunch. Yeah. I think definitely, or, or totally, I'll, I agree with you. Like pre Welbeck injury, no, I would have, he would have stayed there. But now I feel like he should come back. Making chair noises again. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's a one negative, a, one negative with, about this. Good luck with the engineering on that, that one. Um, Josh, I will not be uh, editing if you could that out. Take out every chair noise in the podcast. Have you seen that podcast bingo thing that someone sent around? Mentioning things to edit out is one of the which I've just done. So I'm annoyed with myself for doing that. So right. I hope, you know, <laughs> jokingly says, well, can you edit that I've out got to say, keep it in? Chris yeah. and I have barely moved. Um, if you and Billy could only sit still. I, be, can't, uh, sit still. I, I can't sit still. My jeans are far too tight. I'm uh, so yeah, sorry. You're wearing rock star jeans. <laughs> I am. I yeah. am. Yeah. I'm, I'm, wearing, I'm, I'm wearing slacks, but... Yeah, still coming. Anyway, we should talk about this. Was very fun. Did anyone see Jermaine? I did see this, Jermaine Pennant. You put it quite extraordinary. Right, Jermaine I totally Pennant. missed it. I've missed this as well. Yeah. Yeah. First Sunday. thing to say about Jermaine Pennant, obviously, had his autobiography out recently. I'm sure you've already bought it, Billy. Yeah. Uh, it's, called, <laughs> it's called Mental. And it I, should be studied alongside James Joyce and um, Absolutely. Tina. I'll mention it to my supervisor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if it's even 10,000 words long, so you'd be able to do a dissertation. <laughs> really? Your, di- your dissertation might be longer. Oh. Um, and the book, but what I wanted to show you, Boyd, is I get it up here on, on the computer. Yeah. Um, is that his book is obviously on Amazon. It is already available at three pounds to buy. Oh, that's so. I mean, so it was tragic. only released yeah. um, in it's August. Great, it? It, it's got such bad reviews. You yeah. can already buy it. At All I say about it as well is, in this day and age, new of, by the way, not secondhand. New in, in these days of you know of, of kind of people being careful about what language you use. He has called the book mental, which I feel is. Do you want me to read a few reviews? While we're here, should I read a few reviews? Yeah, go on. I don't think we're going to get Jermaine on to talk about the book at this point. <laughs> we've um, got now. No. Um, continually repeats himself. Crap stories. Not a great read. <laughs> That's one of the better ones. Uh, we'll, we'll read a three-star one. This gives an insight, spelt wrongly, by the way. This gives an insight into Pennant's life as a person, but it's poorly written. It's a shame that it focuses heavily on bad behaviour rather than his talent. With all the talent and fun-loving mentality, it would be interesting to see him coaching and working with young people who have the potential and ability to succeed. Someone must have ghostwritten it for him, though. So, like, that's quite a disc. I, I don't some... think they have. I, no, like, usually have they do. No. Usually they do get, uh, they get ghostwritten, have, yeah. but I think he's probably gone, do you know what? No really? One, I don't think really? he's marked enough to get a ghost <laughs> anyone can get so, a ghost <laughs> yeah. someone will do it um, 
This guy has written, Mr. M. Scally has written, perhaps the worst football bio <laughs> I've read since Andy Gorham's Scotland for me. Wow. Do you know what? I'm wow. buying it. I'm buying it. Yeah, I want to, I want to so... read it now. Yeah. But he was on Goals on Sunday. Well, the funny thing, yes. I was going to mention this anyway, and you brilliantly put it on the menu. But he told, there, were, there was one story he told, and you've written it here. He, he told the uh, Igor Stepanov story. Which I know from, I think it's Amy Lawrence's book. Um, yeah. I think she mentions how, um, like, Arsenal was, I think Bergkamp recommended him, you know, to, to Arsene Wenger. Well, so and they were, they were all joking that the they Ray thought he Parler was amazing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's the Ray Parler story. It's the Ray Parler, yeah, the, right, the Ray Parler story. So what was funny about he, he they egged him on. So, like, Ben Shepherd, you know, hosting Girls on Sunday, is egging him on to tell this story about how terrible Stepanos was. And he kind of told it really bad. Even his, even his like, telling of the story anecdote <laughs> on TV was really not funny. And what was so brilliant about it, Ben Shepard stepped in and told it himself. Oh, like, yeah. This is the thing with Pennant, right? Yeah. Is that he's the epitome of unfulfilled. Feel potential. <laughs> he's always he's always reaching and yeah. never quite getting yeah. there. So even on telly, you t- t- yeah. Well, I've put it up on you the YouTube live video for, of... for, for those that do want to, to watch Jermaine Pennant's hat trick for Arsenal. Um, it is available that on, story on YouTube. Was yeah. So he's one. So to be fair to him, so the, the Stepanov story, he didn't even he could barely even remember his own story about Stepanov, which was <laughs> maybe him. he was hungover. Yeah, but it was him watching <laughs> Dennis Bergkamp telling Arsenal to buy him and then him being terrible. But he did say <laughs> that the hat trick, his glorious. His best game for Arsenal, Hatch against Southampton, he was hung over after all like Bender, to use that. And, and, and he said, and he was quite vivid about how he was literally drunk, practically, before and during the game. So that was, you know, that was interesting. I mean, that's kind of Merson-esque, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of yeah. vomiting by the corner yeah, of the corner it's flag kind of thing. you think that sort of stuff left... Mersonian, I like that. <laughs> you think it's it left up. in the late 1980s or, you know, certainly by the, the early 1990s. But he said, yeah, he effectively went out, ended up at, you know getting to bed at 6am he said he hadn't expected to play then he'd really been on the bench and was a bit shocked to uh, to see him and that he had to turn away from Wenger because he was worried he'd smell the vodka on his breath <laughs> wow amazing wow. They, I mean and, uh, the weirdest thing of all not only did he score a Premier League hat-trick which is a, a very small group of, of footballers that have been able to score a Premier League hat-trick these were the only goals he ever scored for Arsenal <laughs> yeah. he, he never scored another Arsenal goal nice. um and, you know, he did go on and play in a, a Champions League final, to me, for Liverpool. But mm. then, you know, Celebrity Big Brother and, and Jeremy Kyle the other week. It's been a, a strange yeah. career. Have you followed Jermaine Pent's career, Chris? I haven't, no, no. Not with not with much enthusiasm at all, to be honest no. with you. I think it's I, a bit I vaguely, I vague, Yeah, I vaguely remember this this game with the, the hat-tricks. But Because um, Perez got... Is this the one Perez they got both a hat-trick? Got hat-tick. Yeah, they both got Perez and Pennant, two players with P, got, got hat-tricks. Um, and it was one of because, those games at the end of the season where I think we'd already... In short, we couldn't win the title at the yeah. end of 2002-2003, so that's why Pennant got his mm. opportunity. Interesting. Well, uh, two things you didn't have on the menu, which you, you just have just occurred to me, is one, Thierry Henry's disastrous start as manager. Oh, yeah. We have in to Monaco. Say Monaco. Mm. But he I looks mean, sharp, though. Yeah, I mean, what great. a coat, and he <laughs> looks the part. He looks... Yeah, I mean, he's always looked sharp. That's not the problem, is it? But I have to say, um, I've never felt... I mean, I'm not not like... Um, Chasnuki Burden, who we have to often have to name-check on this podcast, he's can't come on because he lives in I don't know miles away um, but he's always going on about how Thierry Henry could never be a good manager because he's such an egomaniac I'm, I'm summing up but he's kind of right I think isn't he? I've always felt I've never felt like watching him on TV as a pundit watching the way he kind of talks about Oh, so I never felt that certainly he would make a good manager, and it is proving to be yeah. disastrous. It's quite interesting, isn't it? I don't think he's I don't think he's um, objective enough. 
No. I don't yes. think he's he's sort of he's got that critical analysis down, um, and I think he's very much playing on the uh, prestige that he's built over his career, rightly so, because Which obviously, would, yeah, 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 you know, he's the king. So. Um, you know, there, there, there are uh, so many examples of absolutely astounding players being abysmal managers. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, being given the uh, managerial positions simply because of their prestigious players. Um, and it kind of brought to mind the, um, you know, us very closely having Arteta as manager. I was kind of thinking yes. about that a little yes. bit today. Um, and it's always going to be those what ifs, of, of course, unless he sort of at some point does eventually come over, uh, come back to Arsenal in, in a managerial, managerial position. But there's, there's a, a real sort of romanticism that's associated with these players um, that I think people are rightly overwhelmed by, but it actually, you know, it's, it's a really tough job. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, you've got, you've got, you've not just got the team um, on the pitch. You've got, you've got the development of the team. There yeah. are so many. And I almost feel like this is totally the wrong job. Like I can see Thierry Henry being a decent manager. Maybe even, I might even have had a better chance at some a team like us. I mean, I wouldn't have been in favour of him as a, as the manager. But to try and rescue a team that's in trouble, that's bottom of the league in France, yeah. and not only bottom, but I mean, their, their billionaire owner was taken into police custody for questioning about corruption <laughs> just you know, hours ago. after they lost four 0 at home to Club Bruges, <laughs> oh my God. who hadn't won a Champions oh. League game in thirteen years. I mean, oh. the whole thing is pretty. They sold all their best players. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's what I almost think he's, he's mad to have taken the job. Chris, yeah. what's your? F- yeah, I mean, I I just think that. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm just glad, I'm glad we didn't go for him in the summer because there was rumours, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, there were rumours. Because he's friends, with, he's friends with Josh, um, Josh Cranker, isn't he? So yes. I, th- I think there was rumours that he would he would be getting the role, which I was never in favour of, um, mainly because I didn't like the way that he abandoned sort of Arson um, to go to Sky when yeah. he was he had I think well, I can't remember what the job he had now, but he was coaching. He was doing he his coaching, yeah, 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 and yeah. he you know he chose to go down that route, which yeah. I thought was perhaps a sign that you know maybe he's not the he, not the coach we want him to no. be but um and unlike Gary Neville who's who, who did a similarly terrible job when he became manager he's not even that great a pundit I don't think he yeah. was that yeah. great no, was he looks great but he's not, yeah. not the best he does look amazing yeah he's the most like you know he's going to be stuck. it might be too early to write him off I mean he's I'm gone not, to I'm a not, club really struggling yeah know, continue to it struggle like it's the wrong job I mean you want to yeah. give Emery months until you make a judgement maybe a month into Monaco is, is a bit early but oh, I mean of course, I'm not, he, yeah. he looks very downbeat from the few bits of, of quotes I've seen I think yeah. he, he said I just got up here after that Champions League defeat he said people tell me after every match it can't get worse but it does I kind of admire it I, I'm on the one I mean I think I don't think it's, I think it's totally the wrong job for him, Monaco. But I might yeah. have. I mean, he could just sit there, couldn't he? Like, having the time, he could do anything, Thierry Henry. He could just, like, sit there. He yeah. could be a TV presenter of, like, not even a football. He could just, like, he's so charismatic and handsome and everything. I don't even know why he's bothering to be a manager. Does anyone know how Vieira's getting on as well? Because he's, is he at Nice? Yeah, he's doing and, better, but, isn't he? Yeah, because maybe that, maybe that was the sort of job that, that yeah. Thierry should have yeah. gone for, sort of a mid-table club. Not, I think so. Not necessarily struggling, not mid-season. Get a good summer in there as well. It's typically hubristic, though, isn't it? Sort of going, I can save this team. Yes, I'm the one very <laughs> yeah. We need an Allardyce or a yeah, exactly. to go yeah. into And Thierry, and wherever he is, he's definitely not an Allardyce. No. <laughs> I mean, were you, was it, was it, were you in favour of Arteta coming to, in, in the summer? Um, what was your feeling when that was the strong? I think, I think I would have preferred someone, I mean, you know, whether we were ever really in for him realistically, someone like Max Allegri, I think I would have gone oh, gotcha. for like yeah. top, he was, top tier, he was a dream, yeah. you know, great experience. Um, 
I, I think I would have preferred someone like that rather yeah. than someone completely inexperienced. I, I like the, the romanticism yeah. of it. I thought it would have been, you know, wonderful. Having, maybe he's got some of, you know, Pep's magic dust or something. But um, I, I think in the end we made the right choice to go for someone yeah. who's yeah. a bit more experienced. Okay. And the, the, go on. That's what one more thing you didn't have on your menu. Oh, was, I was going to say, fellows wondering firstly how oh, yeah. Patrick Vieira is getting on. Oh, yeah, go on. As Chris was. Uh, Nisa currently seventh in League 1. Uh, right. They finished eighth last year. So right. he's you know, carried them on okay. a, yeah. about the level that they uh, level they were. The French league is pretty poor though, isn't it? I mean, I feel that's partly well, why PSG, PSG, well, PSG are about 13 yeah, played, ahead, yeah, played 13, won 13, scored 45, conceded I mean, yeah. 7. That's so they're just so the 13 yeah. points so, well, I think that's why they're 13. a bit shit in Europe because they haven't got anyone to challenge yeah, them completely no, in France, yeah. have they? But the other thing I was going to ask is just after our last podcast, do you remember, I don't know if you remember this, the night of our last podcast, the news broke that Arsene Wenger was about to take over uh, Milan, AC Milan, because it didn't happen. And he said it fake was fake news. news. Fake news, yeah. But <laughs> did he actually say he fake news? news. Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Arsene, oh. what are you doing, And mate? you know, the, the, the place where he said that was on Being Sport, where he's a regular pundit, with bloody Andy Gray and um, oh, oh, no. Harry Knuckles. Oh. What's his name? Oh, Richard, Richard Keyes. Richard Keyes. Harry Thank Knuckles. You. Like, <laughs> le, le fake news. The fake news, yeah. The news fake. But that would have been, I would have been thrilled just to see him, like, taking, I feel like, I, Go back to my, uh, my. I don't like to rake over hot coals and constantly go on about him, although I do quite a lot. But one of my main theories about him is he was always a bit scared of having another big club and yeah. having to really do a difficult job. And I feel I, that's why I don't feel he will take a job like like Milan. Do, I don't know what. Am I being unfair? Well, yeah, the, the quote he gave is, the only thing I can say is that it's, it's fake news. I cannot master the rumours. I can only master what I do in my life. Beautifully I love him typically, so typically awesome. yeah. I think he's going to take a job soon, though. I really right, do, what, from what, what I job? understand. Yeah. I don't know what job he's going to take, but, you know, I, as I said in a previous podcast, I know that from a, you know, someone who would definitely be in the know on it, that he's mm. had offers. And, uh, you know, he even said himself he expects that by January he'll, he'll be looking to get I back in the game and take an opportunity soon. As, a, as, as someone who's into aesthetics, I think he's going to wait for the right city to come along. Oh, maybe. You know, I mean, that's so. quite nice, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's lovely. But maybe it's just... Actually, although I haven't said that, now, I think Milan's got really nice bits, but actually it's, it's kind of quite not quite open quite as and bland. Yeah. You know, you've got parts of it that are brilliant. I mean, yeah. you, you, Where would you, you recommend? That's, an aesthetic. That's the aesthetic that you are, Billy. Where would you, what city do you think? Probably Rome. Rome, yeah. He's been Istanbul. spending his time here, though, while he while he works it out. Definitely being seen in Waitrose in Totteridge a lot. I can well, really well, are, you, are you stalking him? Well, you know, <laughs> friends of a family who, right. are, who also hang out. They're not waiting in Waitrose, hoping he appears. I can't see him doing, doing another job in the Premier League, though, can you? Can, no, I no, think he's I, been I, quite really vocal on that. Not. But now that he's broken <laughs> the not, seal, yeah. when he has sort of, you know, he's left... He, I, I think he was scared. I think he sort of mm. thought that maybe if he left Arsenal, he was going to shut down and die. Like, he yeah. could see the end. Yeah. Um, but now he really realises that there is life after yeah. Arsenal and that well, he can go he, off and do something. He gave, he's given some brilliant interviews where he's been very honest about how he did feel kind of like empty. About yeah. I mean, he would. Doing yeah. the same job yeah. for 21 years. Can yeah. I say, I could have met him because his daughter graduated from Cambridge Whoa. last year and I was out of town on the fucking day that he was there outside the Senate oh, House. Billy. Have you ever what met Chris? Uh, I haven't, no. Surely no. you could set up a massive epic interview with him in GC. Yeah, I should try, although the, I think the interview would be sort of 15 minutes of me just hugging him, probably. Yeah, you'd have just to. thanking <laughs> him. He'd be fine with You that. wouldn't get many quotes from him, He'd be really. absolutely fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, we should get, we should we get go, what we get, something else? Well, who, who have you met? Has anyone been walking around the corridors of, of Cambridge? Uh, had a few, didn't Hector, where did, was that Oxford Hector spoke? No, he went to Oxford. And oh, yeah, I was so, I, he, yeah, I, I was rightly angry at the fact that he went to Oxford, not Cambridge. But we've just, yeah, yeah. Um, any, fo- any footballers gone to speak at Cambridge Hector, Union? My, no. One of my friends is on, he's now, it's kind of about to, I'm not sure if I can say this, maybe, but anyway, he's going to be working with Hector, one of my friends. Wow. Is he? He speaks to him quite regularly. On a, on a fashion related? On maybe, on a, maybe on a, I can't 
can't say more than that. Can we talk about what I'm saying is Hector is proving to be like he didn't have his greatest game, not did anyone against Wolves, but he's proving to be quite the quite the like he's a role model, future future captain, future captain. He's another one who's improved massively under Emery, and his fashion's getting better as well. So his fashion's quite something. I mean, if you're not following him on Instagram, he's he's so sort of nouveau in his in like he's very chic. Yeah, but also. Ezra Miller, the actor, yes. that's just Hector Bellerin. You're that's right. Hector, really good child, Hector yeah. is the really Ezra Miller of football. Yeah. If Hector wears that kind of outfit that, that Ezra that wore to that premiere, which outfit. is this kind of like, what was it? And it was, that was a tribute to Arsene Wenger's coat, wasn't it? it? Was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was a brilliant. He's a fan. It, um, Josh is showing us this picture of the great Hector, just kind of, the problem with that picture is he's wearing a kind of, you know, silly hat and glasses and, and everything. But it's the, it's the finger gesture that's wrong with it. I mean, yeah. I, I think the fashion's fine. What he's kind of frat boy beach ready in that picture there, which is, yeah. yeah, that's well, true. Well, I think you can tell what's more popular. His his last Arsenal-related photo got 221, uh, 100, sorry, 220, 221,000 <laughs> likes, but his fashion stuff is all noticeably lower, I would say, 112,000, 148,000. Yeah, but that's, so. because, that's because the shot of him kissing Lacazette is much better. Yeah, that's a much more exciting shot. Him, right. that's, he's kissing Lacazette a lot. I don't know if people just... are... Well, people are more into following him for the Arsenal stuff, I suspect. I'm here for the commentary on climate change, actually. Oh, and the climate change. No, he's, he's a clever, he's a yeah, smart, intelligent guy. I like that yeah. he's outspoken. Yes. Um, Following think... in the footsteps of Flamini, I think, as yeah, well. Well, Flamini set up the whole thing with... Um, he was in the UN, wasn't he? Chemicals, I think. Yeah. Biochemicals, yeah. yeah. But the other great thing about my, my greatest memory of um, Hector's Instagram is when he Instagrammed that he was watching Ricky Gervais's last... Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I re-insted it, and he, and, he thanked, and he liked it, he favourited it. Did he? Very excited about that. Oh, he liked, yeah, Hector liked... Like one of my one of my oh, tweets. To, it's, so it's, 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 ever liked one of your tweets, Chris? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, <laughs> come on, Dick. You've got to join the club, Chris. Come on. I'm just going to keep batting him now religiously <laughs> yeah, until, yeah. until he does. We should all be virtually stalking him. Uh, that, that, I've just seen a picture where I was at that event. That's where I met him. Hector, where he's wearing that jacket there. Yeah, I was at that one. Anyway, we should It doesn't really to... work on a podcast point. <laughs> <laughs> you've had, you've had a lot of visual um, stuff to this podcast. Well, I, this yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new environment for us being yeah, here in enough. Camden. Uh, I, as everyone can now, have, having sat through the last 53 minutes, can tell that 53. the audio Sorry. has probably not been at the level it's used to. But we, we'll uh, we've done our best. We <laughs> need to have predictions. It's the boring um, international, international break. break. Well, oh my God, and we so don't even have that. Welbeck to support the England squad. Oh, That's uh, now a, a blow. It's a blow well. isn't don't it? even know who England are playing. To be honest with America, you, America, USA. Right. It's the big, oh, that's the Rooney testimonial. Yes, it's the right, Rooney okay. and Croatia. Yeah. And, oh, and Croatia. It's the big Rooney right. scandal, yeah. Yeah, I'll give yeah. that one a miss. Yeah, don't give a... I literally couldn't give, give a damn about the whole thing. It's just getting in the way of the decent football. It's, it's just yeah. so yeah. frustrating. Although I do feel... I was going to say, I feel we do need this break now, because I felt we looked a bit tired. Yeah. We did one of the things against Wolves, I think Regroup we were tired. Regroup. Exactly. Yeah. But, so we have to look forward to, um, in two weeks' time, Bournemouth away on the 25th of November... Yeah, it's a Sunday. It's a um, Sunday. Away um, at Bournemouth. The hardest uh, away ticket to get in the Premier League, just really? due to the race small one? allocation. Yeah. I'm not sure if I've got one yet. Not okay. at the moment, necessarily. Um, although I have put... We've all decided about eight of us are going up to Old Trafford for the midweek game away at Man United. So looking forward oh, to okay. that. Um, yeah, so we've, uh, we come back and we'll be podding the day after the Bournemouth game. So, I mean, look, we need to get out of the cycle of draws. We do, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. We didn't have a draw for like about over about 18 months or something, yeah. and now we're on this massive roll of draws. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was, what, since the 3rd of the January same, we yeah. haven't had a Premier League draw, and now we've had, you know, a couple, well, three in a row. Billy, what is your official prediction? 2-1 uh, to the Arsenal. I think we'll pull our finger out and actually go for it. I've said that phrase about three or four times now, but I'm quite liking it. Yeah. Do you use it in your essays about um, Tristan Shandy? <laughs> if only Tristan Shandy had pulled his finger out. 
<laughs> if only he'd stop talking about the act of writing. Yeah. But, um, no, yeah, I think we'll do it. I think we'll uh, come back from the break. I think maybe um, Emery will have looked at the last couple of games, maybe seen that draws are simply not enough. Um, and hopefully maybe he'll shake things, things up and, and go for a 4-4-2. I think one of the things that we need to do is surprise the opposition a bit more. Um, yes. I, I think it's it's we're sort of we're sinking into the Vengeresque. Yeah. Um, yeah, easily readable, easily playable, mm. and I, you know, I think we do need to shake yeah, up a bit. What was the prediction again? Two, Two one. one to the Arsenal. Chris, I think that's fair. I think that's probably probably what I would have gone for. I think it's going to be a hard. I'm not sure four. if you're allowed to have the same prediction. Am I not allowed? Well, okay, well, I'll go three, 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 you know what? I'll go three two. <laughs> I'll go three two. That's good. Nice. Um, yeah, we always look like we're going to concede a couple, so hopefully the, the strikers yeah. turn up. But yeah, I mean, I do think I think we'll win, but I think it will be really sort of edge of edge of, edge of your seat stuff. And yeah, won't yeah. be much in it at all. Josh. I think it'll be another draw. I think this, uh, this run no, of draws will no. continue. Look, drawing away at Bournemouth would be a you know a, a better result than the disappointment we had at home to Wolves mm. and, a, and away at Palace. Yeah, Bournemouth looked good. They were so unlucky against United that they had that sort of point snatched away from them at the end. And look, they've got a striker in the uh, in the England squad in, in Callum Wilson. That's uh, it's more than we've got now that Welbeck's not there. Oh, yeah. I just I just think one one or two two. So yeah, we'll what, go there. Which one are you going for? Two two. Okay. Um, I'm going to go for Maverick 3-1 only based on our guest in the last podcast made the observation that 3-1 is a common yeah is a common I result. think he said that at home Alan Alga did actually uh, okay. yeah, um, Alga look did into that he did um, he said this season that would be a, you know, a handsome return on your yeah. profits not so much last season yeah well I'm just going for it anyway. this has been a marathon <laughs> marathon yeah. podcast for us it's because we're in this lovely in your home yes slash office is it weird for you Josh no, I'm happy here actually in Camden. I have to do this more often actually. It's a bit warm in this room it's at quite the moment, warm, yeah. but I've got you a lovely coffee. Where were we meant to be otherwise? We were going to be near Old, Old Street. Street. Right, okay. Yeah. So we're um, in Camden works for me, yeah. Oh, yeah, good. Tra- okay. Tra- yeah, tra- Camden. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if we're all happy with Camden. Oh, I, 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 love I assume it. Billy, Billy's home, kind of spiritual home is Camden. You I don't know why. Yeah. Slightly unfairly. Uh, we, uh, we, like in the rock. Kind over the of last world. 15 years, we've played so many gigs in Camden and, you know, so many nights. Just brilliant nights yeah. here. And I bet so Subway's, nice. Subway's fans, they're based in Canada, aren't they? Uh, they love a bit of that. <laughs> do, do, do you see oh, this as that sort no, of uh, not in, in a nice trendy? Way. That's trendy, <laughs> yes. yes. We are kind of trendy. No. Yeah, for um, sure. No, but yeah, it, it's, it, Camden's got um, some incredible venues yeah. around here, and yeah. so there, yeah, have been some brilliant nights here. Did you hear um, uh, Mark Kermode talking about the? Ve- he played a venue in Camden of the weekend, and, and the oh, right. and the entrance was at the side of the stage, like the the, the the door into the venue is at the side of the stage. So if you're standing there, insufferable. Yeah, I don't Wouldn't know where that is. That's yeah. You must have played there. If, um, I don't remember where it was. Where was it? Do you remember what it was called? He did say, but I can't remember. Okay, because yeah. if you um, named every venue in Canada, which would add extend this podcast <laughs> by a few more, it minutes, probably would. Yeah. Actually, yeah. get to it anyway. Thank you so much for coming back. My you've pleasure. Thank you so much for having Chris, me. Chris, you've been a legend. My pleasure. Thank you. Come back soon, Josh. You've, I think you've engineered it brilliantly. Well, well done. The proof will be in yeah. the uh, in the listening. Yeah. If all else back. fails, just add some reverb. Oh, there so you are. Good hint. Okay. Good. That hint. will be taken on board. Maybe Billy, you want to write a theme tune for this podcast. Anyway, thanks. <laughs> bye. See you I next will, week. If you like. Oh my god. There you go. Bye. This is a playback media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sports Social Podcast Network.